The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events from somewhere in the desert between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Veritas, because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I think it's time to open the books on the question of government investigations of UFOs. Uh, we ought to do it really because it's right. We ought to do it because the American people, quite frankly, can handle the truth. And we ought to do it because it's the law. Be skeptical. Do be as skeptical as you want, but by all, don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of the Veritas Show, where we bring you disclosure, one guest at a time. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for tuning in once again. This is episode number 31. By the way, I still love to say I don't want to believe, I want to know. That's the whole purpose of this show. However, in case you didn't know, that quote is from Carl Sagan. So a few days ago, I started thinking of a new quote that would be original to this show. First, it was Disclosure One Show at a Time, but then it went to some of my friends, including Stephen Bassett, and presented Disclosure One Guest at a Time, and they really liked it. Steve says it puts the emphasis on the people doing the work, and our show is as good as the guests we have. So now the pressure is on. Disclosure One Guest at a Time. Tonight's special guest is Joanne Richards, the secret military space program. Wait until you hear what she has to say. This is one of those shows to be really skeptical, but with an open mind. Next week's special guest is G. Edward Griffin, the creature from Jekyll Island, a second look at the Federal Reserve. The Veritas show is syndicated by the following affiliates, K-Rock's Zero Point Radio, the Black Vault Radio Network, and the Paranormal Radio Network, UPRN 105.8 FM, New Orleans. 
If you need to get in touch with me, send an email to mel, that's M-E-L, at veritasshow.com, or head on to our website and click on the Contact button. And don't forget to stop at the Manticore Forum, where you can send questions to our future guests and discuss many topics with members around the world. And speaking of the Manticore, a few days ago, a number of people joined, and if you haven't stopped by the Manticore, take a look at what they're saying. And for some reason, in the last few days, a lot of our members emailed me saying that they were being blocked. People from many countries, uh, people from United Arab Emirates, Denmark, Greece, uh, Australia, the United Kingdom, and many other countries. And the interesting thing was that they were able to log into Veritas, but not to Manticore. And we wonder if there's a correlation there. So take a look. I believe we have our own version of this closure taking place at the Manticore. Uh, you can join. In order for you to read, you have to uh, become a, a registered at the Manticore. But if you want to post and download the material, you have to become a Veritas subscriber. That's another benefit that you get. And here's a preview of our upcoming show with G. Edward Griffin, the creature of Jekyll Island, a second look at the Federal Reserve. But we're dealing with what I proposed in my book was a corruption of what the monetary system should be. I, I, I looked at it as, as a huge mistake. I looked at it as a, a repeat of history, which has always uh, resulted in disaster in the past. And so when you take that point of view, you cannot help but project into the future and uh, a lot of my, uh, uh, the import of what I was trying to say in the book was that, look, uh, everybody, if we don't turn this trend around, we're going to wind up the same way all other nations have ended up who have followed this course of uh, debauching their currency, creating money out of nothing, uh, living on debt instead of production and all of those things. I honestly feel as if I'm talking with Ron Paul. Well, uh, certainly Ron Paul and I see eye to eye on the uh, basic uh, principles of the monetary system, no question. Now, Congressman Ron Paul has sponsored the Audit the Fed bill, and as of today, he has collected 250 signatures from co-sponsors. However, I just heard the Senate has blocked it. Those who are blocking it, isn't it proof that we have the best politicians that money can buy? I think that's certainly uh, conclusive evidence. Uh, who would want to block any bill to audit the Fed? Uh, we think we should abolish the Fed because of what we already know about it. We know that it's creating money out of nothing. We know it's pushing the, the value of the American dollar down, down, and down. We know it's redistributing the wealth from the middle class to those in the politically favored class. We know all of those things without an audit. And of course, uh, Chairman Bernanke said that this bill would make would uh, mean a takeover by Congress and threaten the financial system, dollar, and economy. So let me get this straight: the Fed prints trillions of dollars out of thin air, artificially lowers interest rates to increase poor and malinvestment of capital, and gives Americans the rope of cheap credit to hand themselves with. So who exactly is the threat to financial stability, and who is the one that has taken us over since 1913? Well, that's a very good question, Mel. It, just to ask the question is to answer it, that Bernanke is, uh, is uh, resorting to rhetoric, and there's no substance to what he's saying, unless what he's saying is that he doesn't want Congress or anybody else, the public, to be thinking about what they're doing. Isn't it interesting? A few weeks ago, I saw somebody taking video 
in front of the Federal Reserve, uh, Reserve Building. And all of a sudden, a guard comes out and says, Sir, I'm sorry, but it's prohibited to take video in front of federal buildings. That is not a federal building, is it? No, it's not. It's not a federal building. And this is such a crucial invisible tax that so many people don't understand. I go to social gatherings all the time and people say, well, taxes are not that high in the United States. But when you see that inflation just erodes your savings, your earnings, then people get it. Yeah, they have to really think about it. They don't realize that it takes a dollar today. Uh, well, I shouldn't call it a dollar. It takes one Federal Reserve note, they call it There a dollar, uh, to purchase what could have been purchased for three cents back in 1913. In other words, 97% of our money, our savings, everything invested in, denominated in terms of dollars, 97% of that has been stolen from the American people, and they don't even know it. Wasn't it ironic to see President George W. Bush speak in front of the Israeli Knesset when his own grandfather, Prescott Bush, funded Hitler and the Nazi machine for almost 20 years? Here's a prime example of someone dealing with both sides of war. Well, yes, certainly. And, uh, of course, I don't think we should uh, we should blame uh, George Bush for his grandfather. But nevertheless, it is ironic. Uh, certainly, uh, Bush Jr. has never repudiated his grandfather's uh, work. So I guess we have to assume that he he's quite proud of it. I had a guest a few weeks ago who said that the devil has higher approval rating than our Congress. The devil? Well, what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> When you wrote your book, our deficits were high, but I bet you may not have speculated they would be as high as they are today. I always say that slavery was not really abolished. It was transformed into the nine-to-five matrix. With the never-ending deficits, how can we really go back to sound fiscal monetary policy short of abolishing the Federal Reserve? No, we must abolish the Federal Reserve. That uh, has to be done if we're ever going to get back to fiscal monetary policy. And it's been a long time since I read you some headlines from our blog. This one comes from our friends Carrie Cassidy and Bill Ryan from Project Camelot. Mandatory H1N1 vaccinations declared in Norway. Stay strong and resist the upcoming mandatory swine flu shot. It is more dangerous for your health than the current virus, and it has not been tested. News reports shot ready around November 2009. Will we see Norway's first civil war in almost 60 years? Pretty scary. And if this goes to Norway, you know that the rest of the world will follow. And more about Norway. Norway to raise toxic Nazi submarine wreck. UFO captured on Soho coincides with crop circle prediction. And this one you have to check out. Website recreates Apollo 11 mission in real time. You have to go to the blog, VeritasShow.com, and click on the blog. And click on there, on that website, and you'll see, real-time, a recreation of exactly minute-by-minute minute how the Apollo mission happened. And I'll read you a little bit more of this one. Families crowded around black-and-white television sets in 1969 to watch Neil Armstrong take man's first steps on the moon. Now, they'll be able to watch the Apollo 11 mission recreated in real-time on the web, Follow Twitter feeds of transmissions between mission control and the spacecraft. 
and even get an email alert when the lunar module touches down. Those features are part of a new website from the John F. Kennedy Presidential Library and Museum commemorating the moon mission and Kennedy's push to land Americans there first. Quote, putting a man on the moon really did unite the globe, unquote, said Thomas Putnam, director of the JFK Library. Quote, we hope to use the internet to do the same thing, unquote. The website, wechoosethemoon.org, again, wechoosethemoon.org, goes live at 8.02 a.m. Thursday, 90 minutes before the 40th anniversary of the Apollo 11 launch from Cape Canaveral, Florida. It will track the capsule's route from the Earth to the moon, ending with the moon landing and Armstrong's walk in real time, but 40 years later. For more current headlines or more information on the topics you heard, again, go to the website, veritasshow.com, and click on the blog. And now, get ready for a fascinating show which will take you to a new reality. If you want to know what really happens above in our skies, on the moon, and below us, don't go anywhere. This is Mel Famergus, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. Joanne Richards is the executive director of educational nonprofit Earth Defense Headquarters. Her husband, Mark Richards, and his father, Ellis Lloyd Richards, were involved with top-level military intelligence operations since World War II. Many of these operations included on-world and off-world contact and battles with various alien species. Mark's family history includes some very interesting bloodlines and personal connections. Both of his grandfathers worked with Nikola Tesla. Grandfather Richards worked on the Manhattan Project. Mark's father spent summers with Tesla, Goddard, and Hubble. Both he and Mark were involved with top-secret activities since they were teenagers. It runs in the family. Joanne speaks about her knowledge of a few military operations and meetings that these men were involved with. In 1984, Mark was falsely convicted of a murder and has been incarcerated ever since. The family now believes it was to keep him quiet about what he knows and to keep him from fighting the New World Order. Hello, Joanne, and welcome to the Veritas Show. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing great. It's a pleasure having you. First, my apologies. I kept referring to you as Joanne Sanders. I I have no idea why. I don't either. It's not even my maiden name. Well, in any event, as as many of the guests we have uh, had so far on this show, many of the listeners are the ones who point me to all of you. And what sold me in wanting to invite you 
was the recent interview you conducted with uh, Kevin Smith in Sedona, Arizona. Let's start from the beginning so that we can put things in perspective. Your okay. husband, Mark Richards, is uh, currently in prison. Yes, he is. Uh, set the stage for us on how you met Mark and how you get to learn what you're going to share with us tonight. Okay. Let's see. I met Mark in September of 1997, and we started writing for a couple months, and then I um, started visiting him, and we've been married. It'll be seven years later this month. And uh, he's just, he's a great guy. He's highly educated. He comes from a great family. He's brilliant, and he's had lots of experiences in uh, many fields. So we have a, a lot to talk about, and then I started doing research for him, and then he started telling me about what he used to do with the military, and then I started uh, exhibiting and going to different UFO and conspiracy conferences and, and sharing the information that I have. And and so now I've spoken at a couple of conferences, and I have booths at more local conferences, and I've been doing some radio and TV interviews, and there we are. When did he start telling you? all the stuff you're going to be sharing with us tonight. I probably knew him for, you know, I probably knew him for several years or a few years before I actually really knew uh, what he used to do. I mean, I knew he'd been in the military. I knew he had been a filmmaker. I knew, I knew he was a writer. I knew he'd had a construction business. He's had several businesses um, basically as covers, even though he's good at all of these different things. But so he's done a lot of things, um, and then he had me doing research, but I wasn't really sure what for. And then I had all these, you know, I, I, he gave me different reports that I could that I could sell through a publishing company I had. And then you know, it became more apparent that there was more to his military service than just being in the army and flying helicopters. And so finally, he just started, you know, telling me a little bit by little bit. And you know, I think more it was. Oh, you know, why don't you go check out this aircraft carrier because I hear there were ghosts on it. It's like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then it turns out later it's an aircraft carrier where he and his dad were fighting aliens on. And then, oh, you know, why don't you go to this UFO conference? You might find it interesting. It's like, well, okay. And by then I'd kind of known he'd been involved with a few things but hadn't really paid attention to it and didn't, you know, wasn't really didn't really care about the UFO scene, per se. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And got to know some of the people there, and and most people weren't really talking about military stuff. And he had told me a few things by then. So we're talking like the early, you know, just a few years ago. This is 2009. So I think um, probably 2004 is when I went to my first UFO conference. Mm -hmm. So it's only been a few years. And I haven't followed all these different wonderful people that know a lot more than I do or a lot of different things than I do. So it's it's all relatively new to me, and I focus mostly on the military stuff, but it's all become very fascinating and very believable to me, and it's like, wow, the whole new... We've had a, we've had a few people, and yeah. you probably know some of the names. We've had uh, John Lear, Sergeant Clifford Stone. Uh, John Lear especially, he talks about the Secret Space Program. Other right. guests also talk about that, and I think we're going to be talking about this because when people say secret space program they really don't grasp to what extent 
and to, to how long we've had that going. But there are many things that Mark hasn't been able to share with you because of his secrecy oath. Right. However, he was involved in several missions with an international security agency called International Security, right. which his father headed from the mid-60s all the way through the mid-90s before he right. died. Let, let's start in chronological order. July okay. 1970. There was a conference in the San Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.